Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And uh, today is our stats episode, and we got kind of a, a small smattering of topics, and a little bit is going to be on the fly. I'm springing this on you, Corwin, but a little, this, a little bit of this is going to be on the fly. I mean, when isn't it on the fly? Uh, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a good comeback. <laughs> I have no retort for that. Um, first, though, I thought we could talk about the... Um, so remember, remember, I think last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about the Hall of Fame stuff, and I mentioned a few weird players who had like a really low wins above replacement that yes. were in the Hall of Fame. So I actually just got one today, and from, um, uh, fucking, god damn it, what's it? baseball savant? No, baseball reference, because I get those emails every day, and I realized something. So you know, for one thing, I'm still kind of right there's still a few weird ones which i'll get into but for instance it says uh born it's the born this day section right so today august 7th is bill mckechnie's birthday okay he's in the hall of fame he has accumulated 3.3 wins above replacement so i was like this is perfect we're recording today what the fuck's up with bill mckechnie that he's in the hall of fame with three wins above replacement Managers. Every time I've gotten one of these weird ass, um, you know, zero point whatever, five point whatever wins about replacement dudes, it's always been that they've been managers, and that hasn't been showing up. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because he has like three. I think I close the tab already. But he has like three um, World Series rings in like you know those early eras, right? When you know that shit like was fucking basically a lock in getting you to the Hall of Fame. So that's where it came in. However. I still did some digging to find like a war leaderboard of people in the Hall of Fame. And what do you think the so it's not that low? Like it's not like that comic like three, four, five wins by replacement low. But what do you think like the, the lowest person lowest amount of war is in the Hall of Fame? Fifteen. Uh you're pretty close. It is still higher than that. Uh, the the lowest is I want to see if I can get the I opened up ten million tabs and I just need to find I know the we, right we were guy. looking at ones that were in like the low twenties and those were pretty mind boggling. So I feel like fifteen would have been a nice one, but if it, you're still saying it's higher than that, I want to say like eighteen, nineteen then. Uh, twenty eight point three. Really. Twenty eight point three. Freddie Lindstrom has so the least. Who were we talking about the other day that only had like twenty something? Although, uh, now that I think about it, I might be looking at batters only. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, because those relievers had, like, super low numbers. But Yeah, which makes sense. That makes sense, too. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so we'll, we'll restrict this saying batters. But if you had to... So, j- just for some, a little bit of reference uh, about who Freddie Lindstrom is near, 28.3 wins of a replacement is the same amount as Starling Marte. Really? So, could you imagine if Starling Marte, like, retired today and made the Hall of Fame? Not even a little. Yeah. Like, there's no way he's even close to that. I love Starling Marte. And I figured you would. I figured this would be a good guy for you. Exactly. But there's no way he makes it on the Hall of Fame. Like, he... I don't think there's been a single season where I can honestly say... Maybe, you know, the past two years since McCutcheon left, uh, at least. But I don't think there's even been a single year where he's been the best player on the Pirates. And it's not like he's playing for the Yankees or the Dodgers where they have a lot of good players. 
it's the pirates and there's not much going on there yeah um i mean don't get me wrong he's still a great player but he's like would you put him in the top 15 players playing no, right now no would you put him in the top 20 probably not still he might not make it in the top 30 yeah he's definitely a player of note like we, I, of I course, think yeah. most uh, maybe not like casual baseball fans, but most like people who follow baseball yeah. will are very very likely to know the name mm-hmm. Starling Marte. But uh, just to go over here to um, Freddie Lindstrom again, he led the league in hits one time, and that's it. That's the only thing he ever led anything in. He led the um, the National League in hits in 1928 with 231, and that's the only time he did anything of note. He has no accolades. He that was the same year, so nineteen twenty-eight. Like no all stars. No. Oh uh, well, this predates the All Star game because oh, I think it started true. in like thirty-two yeah. or thirty-six or some shit. Uh, but that same year, nineteen twenty-eight, he had a second-place MVP finish, and in nineteen twenty-six, he had a ninth-place MVP finish, and that's yeah. that's literally it. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen seasons, most of which are with the Giants, and then the two years with Pittsburgh, a year with Chicago, and a year with Brooklyn, and then he retired. Uh, lifetime, 1,747 hits, 103 home runs, a 311 batting average, an OPS of 800, which is an OPS plus for his uh, time frame of 110. He's nothing of note. He's a dude who would be like a great hitter on your team. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, uh, you know, this is a guy who's going to like get us some RBIs, and this is a guy that's going to like be a good like. I don't know, somewhere in between one through four hitter since he's batting over 310 and can get a bunch of singles. He's DJ LeMahieu. That's exactly who I was just yeah, thinking of. He's, he's, I was just going to say he reminds me of DJ LeMahieu completely. Yeah, uh, so th- there you go. Uh, there's a few other dudes I found uh, who are all around the 30s, like uh, Jesse Haynes has 32 war. He's in the Hall of Fame. Um, Ross Youngs, he has 32 war. He's in the Hall of Fame. Just uh, like the- I love this name. Chick Haffey is uh, in the Hall of Fame with 30.1. He's got the second fewest. But, yeah. Yeah. Just thought I'd follow up with that. I wonder if we restricted this to the modern era. Like the very, you know. Oh, damn. Yeah, we're experiencing quite a bit of thunder over here. So if you hear that, it's uh, the end of times. And uh, we're just embracing it. But anyway, continue. So I wonder if we uh, restrict this back to like 1960 on, 1950 on, whatever it is, what the lowest war would be. Because I feel like those really old time frames, I don't know the terminology I'm looking for, but basically those really old age players from back in 1883, it's just so weighted differently about this that... Yeah. I really lost all train of thought. Yeah, well, no, it, it, you're probably right, because like like I said, a lot of this probably comes from the Veterans Committee adding just a bunch of people that they had played with that were like their friends, that were like all decent enough players, but no one really worth noting right. in the annals of baseball history. Like the fact that none of us have... have I, I think you'd be, you'd be pretty um, tough to find someone who really knows the history of Chick Hafey. You know <laughs> what I mean? Those would be some weird people that would know that. Yeah, there's someone out there who uh, might be related to him that that knows it, but uh, I don't care. I don't care. 
Yeah. Um, as I said, this is a smattering of, of, of just different little stats topics. So the next one I thought would be interesting that I, I was just going through baseball reference and wanted to find something that I thought I really the honest answer is I haven't been on baseball reference in a while. I've been spending a lot of time on baseball savant, which I do have more stuff with today, but I thought I would look at active leaders in D war. That's defensive war. Ooh. Um, give me a few names you think are going to appear on this list. So like career war. Or, yes. Okay. At, and only active players. So Chapman won't be there. I think uh, Andrelton Simmons is going to be number one on this list. He is, um, very much so. I feel like Arenado uh, might be up there. But He's I number nine. Okay. Defensive war. I feel like Mike Trout. Uh, no, because he was kind of – he struggled with defense early on in his career. Yeah, I'm not – I have the top 26 in front of me, and I don't yeah. see his name. Um, Let's see. Who are, like, really good defenders? I don't know. So number one is Dalton Simmons. Yeah, he has twenty six point five D WAR, which is fucking insane. Well, what's honestly just as insane to me is that number two is Yadi Molina, and yeah. he has twenty four point nine. Really? Yeah. So they're only off by one point six D WAR, and then it's a big drop off. Then it drops down to eighteen point four for Ian Kinsler. Sure. Number four. Even though he has not played any significant amount of time in the last three seasons, Troy Tulowitzki. Wow. Yeah, Troy Tulowitzki, technically technically still active, at least in Baseball References database, even though he just announced his retirement yeah. a couple weeks ago. Uh, 18, sorry, 16.8 DWAR, just ahead of Lorenzo Cain at number five, 15.6. That's pretty crazy that he was that good. For that short period of time that he's still up there on that list. Yeah, that's really it really fucking shows just how well rounded of a ball player he was. Cause like I said, he I think he played like around a dozen games for the Yankees this year. Actually I could just pull up his page. But he I don't think he played oh, I wanna say at all last season, did he? Did he hit I don't I don't oh. even remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the, this page load up so I can tell you more accurately. But uh, like alright, so this year with the Yankees he played five games Last year he yeah he didn't play at all with Toronto, and then the year before that 2017 he played 66 games, um, yeah like that's so in the last three years combined he's played 71 games in three total years like that's which it. is whack. But you know if you take into account his tw- he debuted in 2006. Wow, it feels so much more recent than that. Yeah, I know. Wow, okay. I was going to say, I would never would have guessed that. Fuck no. Um, yeah, so 2006 to 2016, he, which I guess is still 10 years, which again, I just wouldn't have fucking thought of. He was base, the second most um, productive defensive shortstop behind Dalton Simmons. Yeah. And it's not like he's the, I don't want to say black hole, but he's not the hole that Andrelton Simmons is in the offensive lineup. Like, he was one of the best hitting shortstops in the league, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few other interesting names that appear on this list. So, L- Lorenzo King's number five. Number six is a tie between Kevin Kiermeyer okay. and Russell Martin. Right. Interesting addition to the yeah, list. okay. Number eight, similar uh, story, kind of, with Ian Kinsler. Number eight is Dustin, I'm not Ian Kinsler, Troy Tulitsky, Dustin Pedroia. Really? Really, although he has also not played any significant amount of games in the last three years. I'm pretty sure he's announced that he's done, too. 
I don't think he has. I think he's just kind of he's just teetering on the edge. Just yeah, I think honestly, you know what I think he is? I think he's just collecting his paychecks. I think he wants to play, of course, yeah. but I also think that like because once you retire, you forfeit the remainder of your income, mm-hmm. the remainder of your contract. Right. But if you keep like you know quote unquote trying to come back, like you keep getting paid, and um, so fuck it, he has the best medical yeah. uh, attention for free basically, and he's getting paid the millions of dollars the Red Sox are paying him. So like, why not? You know. That's pretty cool. But yeah, so he's on this list. Uh, number nine is Arenado. And then number 10, if you gave me a hundred guesses, would never guess this name. Brandon Crawford. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. Yeah. I honestly, half the time, I forget. What position does Brandon Crawford play? Shortstop. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say first base. <laughs> really? I have no idea. No, I, I don't uh... care. Shortstop. He's a shortstop. Brandon Belt's their first base. Brandon Bell. Ah, oh, yeah, Belt. yeah, yeah. Belt. Yeah. Well, does it matter? <laughs> no. I don't know why, but, like, those Giants teams are just really memorable to me. Like, I know Belt played first, Panic was second, Crawford at uh, short. I don't remember who their third baseman was back Pablo Sandoval. Day. That's what it is now. But yeah, like, who's who, that's who it was, too. Was it really? Still? Yeah. Because then he got traded to the Red Sox. or he, then, No, he signed that free agent contract with the Red Sox. And then he was just like a hot pile of shit with them. And then released so, and signed yeah, they, the he, Yeah, got DFA'd, okay. and the Giants just picked him back up and signed him to like a league minimum because the Red Sox are still paying his contract. and Yeah, but yeah, it was Pablo Sandoval. Huh. Now I know. Yeah, fucking go figure. And Those yeah, are this, fun teams. There's a lot of interesting names on this list. Like Brett Gardner comes in at number twelve, which is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I love Brett Gardner. Um, Mookie Betts is actually higher up on here than you would think. He's number twenty-two. Uh, I'm trying to find any weird. Kevin Pillar is shockingly low, thirty-three. But yeah, I don't know. I thought this was kind of neat. Give me a give me a name because now I'm just kind of curious. A name. Let's go. Who's a really good? Actually, you know what's really interesting? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Bogart for a second. Jackie Bradley Jr. has over two fewer WAR than Kevin Pillar in the same amount of seasons, and I I kind of picture those two dudes as being like the same level of outfielder, if not favoring Jackie Bradley Jr. I would say it would favor Jackie Bradley Jr. And yet. Here we stand with Pilar Kevin Pillar at 8.7 wins above replacement, or uh, Dewar, I should say, and Jackie Bradley at 6.2. Huh. I never would have guessed that. I would have absolutely put JBJ up higher. Yeah. Yeah, fucking go figure. Where's uh, Where's Leonis Martin on this list? That is an interesting question. Um, Leonis Martin. He's number 40 at 7.7. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, well, so that's that. Has Francisco Lindor made this list yet, or does he not have enough playing time? Let me see. Francisco Lindor, number 30. There you go. 9.5. He's pretty good. Yeah, in only five years. That's really fucking good. Um, That actually puts him ahead of Robinson Cano at 8.9. How many players are on this list? Oh, very many. There's, like, it's a full list? Yeah, um, the the top 100. Okay. Mm. I was hoping it would be more than that, but, like, who do you think... Well, you're looking at the list, so it doesn't count. Like, read me off, like, the bottom five or so. The bottom five is actually fascinating. Yes. Okay, so the bottom five. Francisco Cervelli. 
By the way, these are all tied with 3.4 wins above replacement. D. D Warren. Okay. D Warren. All tied. So I for, think that's really being like held a up lot by of that one huge season that he had. Oh, okay. Okay. Carlos Correa. Interesting. Manny Pena, Bobby Wilson, and Josh Reddick. Josh Reddick, okay. Yeah, Josh Reddick, Josh Reddick and Carlos Correa, I would have figured would have been higher. So for reference, like, um, Francisco Lindor has been in the league for the exact same amount of time as Carlos Correa and has six more war than him on defense. He's also played a lot more. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I guess Correa has been injured a lot recently. But I would definitely still. still say... Yeah, I guess like in my mind, even in my mind, I would still think Lindor's a better defender. And Reddick, I feel like, is one of those guys who gets by on his defense. Mm-hmm. And yet here he is, 11 seasons into his MLB career, which also does not feel like it's been that long, with the exact same amount of war as Carlos Correa while being a significantly bigger liability at the plate. Uh-huh. Although in the last couple of seasons, I feel like he's kind of been turning it around. Yeah. But, uh Yeah. I don't know. Ain't that some shit? I love these lists. Lists are so much fun. Lists are fun. And I feel like we don't talk about defense a lot, so I figured that would be an interesting place I to look. talking about defense. Yeah. So, switching it up a little bit, uh, jumping over to StatCast, as we have been doing uh, a significant amount in recent weeks, honestly, in the last couple months, uh, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about clutch and what that means to you. Clutch? Clutch. So I know that like Fangraphs has like its own like clutch rating, but I, I figured. Do the, you know how they categorize that? No, no, I, yeah, I have no idea. I didn't even look. Fair enough. I was just because I was curious about. Um, I did a Statcast search for team batting average with the go-ahead run on base. So not necessarily okay. in scoring position, just on base. Okay. And I did it for batting, and I did it for pitching. So I have this list up here. I literally just pulled up Twitter. The first tweet was, Dustin Pedroia undergoes knee preservation surgery. What does that mean? I don't know. Like they put it in ember? <laughs> yeah, I have absolutely no idea. But go ahead. Um, so, I don't know. I thought we could, we could talk about these. Because in my mind, this is a good indication of, like, quote-unquote, clutch for offense and defense. You know, being or batting and pitching anyway. And then the... Uh, like the live aspect of it is I'm going to ask um, the Astros are not in the top five. The Dodgers are not in the bottom five uh, with with the uh, number five being like the lowest. Right. Marlins. Uh, Miami actually not in the bottom five. They're close. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They are close, but not in the bottom five. Um, fifth worst. Pirates. Toronto. Two thirty six. St. Louis. 233. Interesting. Colorado, 230. Hot and in the picture at some point and cold and out of the picture at some point. I don't have the standings in front of me. I don't really care. But it's interesting because then you have at the top of this list um, the White Sox. (laughs) Um, So we have a a few playoff content. Do you think that this is an important thing for for potential playoff teams? I mean, it sounds like a goofy question. Like, can you hit? With the go-ahead runner on base, but do you put this as like a high value? Like, if you were to to, to be generating your uh, important clutch stats, is this going to uh, scratch the surface of that? Uh, 
what is this batting average with the with the go ahead run, run on, on base, base not yeah. necessarily in scoring position. Yeah, just like in general on base. Yeah, I would say it's one of those things that's up there. Um, I know there's probably a little more stuff in depth that you could go into, but just being able to get a hit while guys are on and a point in the game where you need runs, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's interesting that we have so many teams. Like, the Dodgers not being up there is just so strange to me, but I guess their pitching is, you know, phenomenal. So good. Uh, that, yeah, they can get away with it, but it just still feels so... Like, the... um. Uh, like the Red Sox being there makes sense because their problem hasn't been uh, hitting. It's been their it's atrocious been pitching. pitching. Yeah, it's it's been awful, awful, terrible pitching. But the um, so it could just be the Dodgers' thing that they just haven't had to get those big clutch hits because in in general their hit, their pitching's just been so good they haven't needed them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just feels. I mean, I guess I also have the the number of of. Uh, situations that they've they've had here so like the dodgers are 123 for 464 whereas the yankees at the top of this list are ah, 139 for 418 it's basically the same yeah i don't know it's interesting let's check out uh the pitching side of this where maybe we can get more uh answers than questions for a change so i have to just re-put it back in because my as with all things when recording these low-budget DIY podcasts, there are problems. Uh, most and we of which, sure have a lot of them. And you know, if some of you people would just pay us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just open your pockets for to, to two strangers just trying to get by in life. Uh, we sure would appreciate it. But anyway, who, who, who in your mind do you see uh, near the top of this list for the, for the pitching side of it? So, oh, um, like, give me like, like, who do you think has the lowest pitching, like, uh, batting average with runners on base? Uh, the go-ahead runner on base. Uh, I'd have to say the Astros. Um, man, who else has like really great pitching staffs? Um, I don't know. Like, I know the Astros are going to be top five. Hopefully, I know. Hopefully, they're going to be there. Um, the Rays, I think, are probably going to be pretty high. I don't know. <laughs> let's find out. Okay, so let's start, I guess, with, with, with lowest batting average then, since that's where you went with this, you foolish man. The Reds, uh, Red Sox, the Astros are in the top five in terms of, like, lowest batting average with runners on on. Go ahead, runner on base as a pitching staff, which is good. Ooh, the lowest is fascinating. Um, the Cubs. Why? Why? The Cubs have allowed a 220 batting average with the go ahead runner on base, which is hilarious because I I don't watch Cubs games, but I've heard their fans complain about their atrocious bullpen. It's not been great this year. Yeah, and I'm willing to to believe it without looking at it right now because I'm just you know not going to, but. Fucking A, man, yeah. Second place is St. Louis, where we just saw them being atrocious at hitting with the go-ahead runner on on base. They've apparently been astonishingly good at pitching with the go-ahead runner on base uh, at 231 batting average allowed. Houston then comes in at number three, tied with Atlanta. 
at 237. Yeah, I see Atlanta. And then rounding out our top five is the San Diego Padres at 240. There you go. Just behind them is Oakland, my uh, New York Mets, Miami, <laughs> New York Rangers, <laughs> Rangers, wow, New York Yankees, and the Dodgers. Where do the Rays fall into uh so the Rays are actually really bad at this. Um, the Rays are coming at number at the ninth worst. Wow. Yeah, they have allowed a two two seventy six batting average with runners with the go ahead run on base. So they have been, at least from what we can deduce from doing this, decently unclutch in their pitching. <laughs> uh, the worst teams, the bottom five, are. The Texas Rangers have allowed a 292 batting average with the go-ahead run on base, tied with the Kansas City Royals. Wow, I'm so surprised. Yeah, really shocking. This one's really going to knock your boots off here. Uh, number three, the Baltimore Orioles. What? Yeah, they've allowed a 294 no. batting average with the uh, r- with a go-ahead runner on base. <laughs> number two actually is kind of surprising, uh, but not like that much. It's the Los Angeles Angels. They have allowed really? a two ninety five batting average with the go ahead runner on base. So now I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like the Rangers. God damn it! I don't know why I keep saying that. The uh, Angels' batting uh, pitching is is good because the Angels' pitching, as we have remarked many times, is not good. But I didn't think it was. Uh, I don't know. I know this isn't like a super common or like wow, their whole entire pitching staff is garbage based on this one stack kind of deal. But you wouldn't picture. The, these other four teams you can very reasonably picture being at the bottom of a, like, how good is your pitching staff metric list. The Angels, I didn't think, were quite there, but here we are. Do you know any of their ace pitchers right now? Like, They're, like for the Angels? Um, I know they, they still have um, fucking Tyler... No, not Tyler Skaggs. Wow, that they made me sad. They definitely don't have Tyler Skaggs. That made me really sad. I, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, wow. I can't think of a single one of the pitchers. Joaquin Soria, right? He's there, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, don't know how much I would consider him, you know, being a good pitcher. But I'm just trying to name pitchers he at this exists. point. Um, Andrew Heaney, he's there. No. Heaney's not there? No, oh, he's he on hurt? the Padres. Wait, Heaney's on the Padres? Yeah. Seriously? I want to double check this because I saw him in a Padres uniform like two days ago. No way he's on the Padres. Did they? Unless they traded him this season, did they? <laughs> um... I guess I'm wrong, but I literally saw Andrew Heaney in a Padres uniform like two days ago, and I was like, I guess that was a trade deadline thing that I completely missed. But no, he's still on the Angels. All right. Well, I, so he's so- there. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm trying. Re- I'm really trying to think of who the fuck else they have pitching. Um, I don't. I don't know. Do you know any of the ones off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, uh, Jose Barria. Oh, yeah, he's there. He's still trying. Uh, Jamie Berea. Jaime. Jaime. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone else. Ty Buttry. I don't even know who that is. Trevor Cahill. Oh, yeah, okay. Jose Suarez. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's really the extent of the people that they have on their team. It's not great, and I'm really not surprised that they are just not good at pitching um they have no pitchers eligible for an era title this year really by innings pitched yeah not a single not one a single pitcher eligible 
Not a single one. I'm on their uh, their their uh, stats page right now. Their their leader in wins is Felix Pena at eight. Holy shit! Second place, Tyler Skaggs with seven. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, their strikeout leader is also Felix Pena at 101. Um, saves is uh, Hector Robles at Hansel Robles, and then. Cody Allen? Yeah, Cody Allen at four. Cody uh, Allen got DFA'd, so. <laughs> and he's still in second place here. I don't here. think he's. Uh, oh, yeah. So here, listen to this shit. Their top three pitchers for innings pitched Felix Pena, Trevor Cahill, and Tyler Skaggs. They have pitched, respectively, 96.1 innings, 81.2 innings, and 79.2 innings. That's not good. That's just nuts. Matt Harvey is fifth for them in innings pitched, and they DFA'd him too. Their pitching is in dire need of help. Yeah, I didn't realize it was this bad, but I guess that makes sense. I mean, next year, if everyone's healthy, which it won't be, it'll be Shohei Otane, Andrew Heaney. They'll have Griffin Canning back, who was that great rookie they had. And then whatever pieces they can put together after that. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say at this point about about that pitching staff. So instead, uh, oh, and the worst I should say since I I didn't earlier, the the worst team at preventing uh, hits with the go ahead run on base is the Detroit Tigers. Very unsurprisingly, it's a huge jump. It's a batting average of three twenty four. Yeah, so if if you are playing the Detroit Tigers and there is then the go ahead run is on base, you are batting well, I mean, you're batting enough that you are like making a run at the batting title. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's really bad. That's awful. At it's least thirty at points least higher. Detroit than has like really good young pitchers coming up through their system that will make a difference there. Angels don't. No, the Angels are going to have to fix this shit through free agency, and taking out guys like Matt Harvey isn't the way to do it. Uh, so why don't you give me give me a stat that you think would be important for you when you're looking at how clutch a team is that you think might make a make might make a difference come playoff time? Um, for playoff time, I feel what's like, clutch for you? Uh, I want to say so for hitting, it's probably. Runs scored in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. So, like the ability to buckle down and get hits late in games uh, for pitching, uh, probably whip in those same innings. So, yeah, it's 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 funny you say that because uh, I love listening to Ken Singleton, who is a former player and now uh, Yankees commentator. As he describes the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning as the tack-on portion of the game, where uh, the team in the lead will tack on to their lead to create extra cushion and put the game away, uh, or the opportunity for the team behind to catch up. So let's see which team is the best at scoring runs. Uh, so we'll say plate appearance result in. I don't. I want a run scored. Hmm. 
Damn, there's so there's so many, man. There's so many there's so many drop down menus. <laughs> I don't know what to look at. <laughs> there's there's so many. It's I'm genuinely struggling with this. Just looking at your screen, it looks like a web developer designed a web page by only using drop down lists. Oh, it is exclusively drop down lists. I just I'm just trying to find like RBI or some shit or run scored. And like I have I have four different options for caught stealing and I don't have <laughs> I don't have any for for just a run scoring, man. Like I have oh so many different things and none of them are like, hey, did that guy score? Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. How is how is RBI not the choice? Yeah, man, I'm struggling here. Some baseball news while Josh is figuring this out. The Toronto Blue Jays claim Zach Godley from the Diamondbacks. So there's that. Do we care about that, though? Meh. Not really. Yeah, neither do I. Would you take just a di- Give me a different... Other than run score, give me a different metric. I literally just cannot find um, it. Are there, like, home runs? Is that an option? Home runs would be an option. What about um? What about one of the fun ones like 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 X Woba or Babip? Oh, X Woba. No, actually Babip. Okay, okay, okay. So we got Team Babip in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning of the game. Oh, okay. I can actually do this one. Let's see what we got. Um. Well, these are not the teams I was expecting. So the the team with the best BABIP um, in the late innings of the game is the Chicago White Sox again. Seriously? Yeah, they're that 343 BABIP, which is batting average on balls in play. So if you put the ball in play, how often do you reach base? 343. Fucking go figure. Good on but them. after that, this shit is rocked. Like, this is owned by the AL East. Second place, Tampa. 340. Third place, Boston, 328. Fourth place, Atlanta, 316. Tied with the Yankees, 316. And then the Texas Rangers at 312. And then Baltimore? What? Baltimore, 310. Yeah, go figure. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? Yo, guess what the worst team in the league is? Uh, The Dodgers. The Astros. Really? 269 in the 7th, 8th, or ninth inning. That's not good. That's fascinating. So they are the surrounded Astros do by, have a weakness. Yeah, they are surrounded by the Kansas City Royals, the Oakland Athletics, the Chicago Cubs, and the Cincinnati Reds. But the worst of the worst in, this ter- in terms of this is the Astros. That is actually fascinating. Um, now I do kind of want to see what they're what their ex-woba is because now i'm now i'm really curious because that is um that's just fucking bad so i'm amazed that the astros could even be in the bottom half of that list with how well they've been hitting it's it's that it's a it's at the, the bottom of like literally any hitting list it's yeah yeah it's just fucking bizarre um so if we go by ex-woba for the bottom innings the Astros now come in 16th place, so they jump quite a bit, um, and the list makes looks like it makes a lot more sense. 
Um, so X Woba. Um, Woba is your weighted on base average. I think the other A is just there to make it sound nicer. I think it's Fair just enough. weighted on base percentage. Fair enough. But I could look it up. I'm not going to. I'll look it up. Um, will you explain it? X Woba. Anytime you see X anything, XBA for X batting average, or like X FIP, it, it, it all stands for expected. And basically, they take like a bunch of the advanced metrics, like the launch angle and the exit velocity of your hit, which direction you hit it to. Expected weighted on base average. It is average. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, all of those compile into a like. So, what percentage of um, left field batted balls at higher than like at like ninety five miles an hour with a launch angle of twelve degrees? Out of all those batted ball types, how often did the person who hit that get on base? Um, and that's going to be compiled into X. Well, that'd be X batting average, but you, you see my point here. Um, they'll take a lot of those, um, including stuff like errors, walks, hit by pitches, fielder choices, stuff like anything that would get you on base mm-hmm. and just what the expected result of whatever you did um Kind of, you know, as as an average, as a percentage. So the bottom of this list looks way more normal, way more normal. The bottom five teams are Detroit, Baltimore, Seattle, San Diego, and Kansas City. Yeah, San Diego is the surprising one there, obviously, but the rest are all fitting right in at home where they're meant to be. Yeah, just missing out on on being in the bottom five at number six is Miami, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Teams yeah. we expect to be down there, even though I know you're sad about Pittsburgh. We are four and twenty since the All Star break. I am not exp- not uh, surprised to see us at the bottom of lists. The top ten is interesting in its order, but not interesting in terms of the team that are teams that are there. Fair enough. So the b- best team by XWOBA for the bottom three innings, Atlanta at three forty, tied with Minnesota at three forty. Then third is the Dodgers, then Oakland. Then Boston, then Washington, Milwaukee, Tampa Bay, the Angels, and then the Yankees at number 10. You want to know why the Angels are that high? Mike Trout. Exactly. Yeah, it's Mike Trout. It's always Mike Trout. <laughs> uh, but this yeah, man is good. If I, th- I feel like if I gave you those in like a different order, it would be like the least interesting list in the world. But like Oakland being that high is actually pretty cool. Um, Washington being that high is pretty cool. The fact that Atlanta is on top of that list I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know, so I have the list of uh, Woba leaders, ex-Woba leaders in front of me. Just shout out some names. Mike Trout. Mike Trout's number one. Yeah. Uh, Christian Yelich. Yep. Cody Ballinger. Yep. Um, who else? Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts is not. He is. Da, 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 oh, so you're da, scrolling da, down. Da, 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 da. He is 58. Okay. Um, let me think of some more people who have been... Re- Nolan Arenado? Nolan Arenado. Out of the top is, ten, though? Yeah. Very All right, much we'll just keep it at that. Um, damn, who else has been killing it this year? I don't want to mention any Yankees because I feel like there's not going to be any there. Any any Yankees in the top ten? Yes. Oh, um, DJ LeMahieu? Nope. Uh, actually, I think there's two Yankees in the top ten. One of them is DJ LeMahieu. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is seven. Actually, he's the only Yankee. DG LeMahieu is 31. 
Oh, you were a line sack of shit. So are there two Yankees in the top ten or one? There's one. Okay, there was Aaron Judge. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, give me, give me, or give me the full top ten. Mike Trout. Yep. With four sixty four. Oh my god. <laughs> Cody Bellinger with four fifty one. Nelson Cruz with four forty. Oh, interesting. Christian Yelich with four thirty three. Anthony Rendon with four thirty. Makes sense. And then Jordan Alvarez at number oh, six yeah. with four thirteen. Then Aaron Judge, J.D. Martinez, George Springer, and Freddie Freeman rounding out the top ten. Would never pick Freeman to be in this list. I will give you a thousand dollars cash right now if you can tell me who number eleven is. Uh, give me a division. Uh, National League. East. Oh God, that hurt my chances of getting this by so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jeff McNeil. It is not Jeff McNeil. Damn it! Who is it? <laughs> Howie Kendrick. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I knew he was having like like a decently like a surprisingly good year for uh, for 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 the Nationals, but damn, really. Number twelve is also also in the NL East. Same bet, $1,000 cash, if you can guess who it is. All right, I think like you need to narrow it down further for me now. What team? The Mets. Is it Jeff McNeil? It is not Jeff McNeil. Pete Alonso. It is not Pete Alonso. Brandon J.D. Nemo. J.D. Davis. J.D. Really? Yeah, Pete Alonso is 17. That is fascinating. I, I don't get it, but yeah. Go for it. So in line with things that are interesting, and we're probably going to wrap it up here today, because uh, we wanted to keep this one a little bit, a little bit short and sweet. I thought it might be interesting just to see um, what the longest hit out of the years have been. Year has been. Okay. Um, give me some ideas. Give me some guesses on distance. Uh, like what's the longest hit ball for an out this year? Four eighty-five. That's way longer than anything on. What park, Corwin? What park has a distance anywhere in it of four hundred eighty-five feet? I thought you meant literally hit out of the park, not no, N out. No, N out. The longest hit oh, ball okay. for N out. Oh, sh- yeah. uh, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> 402? 402 wouldn't even crack the top 20. Really? Yeah. So, it's no 485. <laughs> but the <laughs> farthest hit ball for an out was 427 feet. How? Um... I have no idea. So Detroit um, had the home. Were they playing in the polo grounds? They were playing in Detroit. So pretty much all of these looking. Um, wow, the Twins just turned another triple play. That's amazing. Seriously? Yeah, it's like their second of the season because the first one against, was against the Yankees. Um, I believe it was the first one anyway. Uh, Detroit Tigers Stadium. I feel like I need to see how big their their center field is because. All of these are pretty much hit to center field, and obviously, like I mean, that makes sense. Like, center field in most ballparks is the biggest part of the ballpark. But, like, I just can't imagine... Can you imagine hitting a ball 270... Sorry, 220... 427 feet, and you're not even getting a single. Ooh, here's what makes this really fascinating. You know what um, what straightaway center is in uh, Comerica Park, where the Tigers play? I do not. 420 feet. Wow. Yeah, so it looks like there's this little part that goes out kind of to like a little bit right of dead straightaway center, yeah, which like might have been it, but like that's nuts. How like I would sp- I would take my bat and destroy many things if that were me. So it was by Brandon Drury of Toronto. 
he hit the ball 103.6 miles an hour at 26-degree launch angle. Its estimated batting average, you might ask, 905. Yeah. Which means out of 100 batted balls, sorry, out of 1,000 batted balls, 905 of them are going to be a hit. Not even an extra base hit, just a hit. Yeah. And this dude got it taken away at 427 feet. Fucking A, man. Who was the guy that caught it? Byron Buxton? Um, Whoever played... Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones, all right. Second, I'm just going to do the top three here, because these are just... I just think this is, this is fascinating, especially because of this one. The second farthest hit ball for an out, 424 feet. Okay. By Trevor Story uh, in Colorado. Okay. He hit the ball 98.5 miles an hour, a 36-degree launch angle, estimated batting average. 923. 226. What? So I'm assuming it has to be a positioning thing. Like, it has to be. Because he smoked... Smoke might be a strong word. He hit the ball pretty fucking hard at 98.5 miles an hour. And he hit it 424 feet. Which is not like he hit it like... 330 just really hard and went straight to somebody. Right. Uh, so it must be like based on the shift that was employed in the outfit or some shit because the estimated batting average. You can't shift somebody on top of the outfield wall. <laughs> I I know. <laughs> but here we stand at it being 226. Man, baseball's fucking weird. And the last one I'll give is um oh for anyone curious Trevor Story's fly out was to Nick Senzel Ooh, of the uh, of the Phillies uh, and the last one is another one coming in Detroit uh, Brandon Dixon uh, sure yeah I forget what team he plays for I don't think it really matters uh, he hit an out of 423 feet again in Detroit 104 miles an hour 24 degree launch angle estimated batting average. Now you don't know where to go. I don't. It was really uh, high. It was really low. Now you don't know. Uh, 435. 874. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, eight, an 874 batting average. Estimated batting average. Uh, those are the three longest hit outs, uh, flyouts of the, of the year. What's the shortest? Um, let's take a peek. Seven feet. <laughs> That's actually longer than I would have thought. So it's funny because that's the shortest by 146 feet. What? So what I'm confused about is that I had this set to fly outs, not pop outs. Okay. So the fact that there's actually anything that short is really surprising because you would assume that's a pop out. Right. Um, I unless don't know. And what's, oh, what's even more interesting, I, we might need to find this at some point because what's even more interesting is that its launch speed was 46, 47.6 miles an hour. It's launch angle, negative 22 degrees, which to me says ground ball, you know, a soft hit ground ball, right? Because it went negative, tw- it went down really fast. I don't know how this is a fly out. What? I had the date. Do you yeah. want it? Yeah, I want all the information I can get. Um, it was April 7th against the Diamondbacks. So four, seven... 19. What was the team? Diamondbacks. Xander Bogart. So Red Sox, Diamondbacks. Wait a second. Hold on. Xander Bogarts flies out to right fielder Adam Jones in foul territory. But the ball only went seven feet? 
well, I do not understand this at all. Because even if we were to assume that Adam Jones came sprinting towards like home plate where this ball must have been captured, I mean, the fact that it was Adam Jones... Se- who I I oh I don't have any more words left. I don't get it, Corwin. Do you have any answers? No, I can't even find it. So it's Red Sox. Yeah, it's Red Sox Diamondbacks on April seventh in Arizona. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. So the Red Sox won one nothing. Okay. That's all I got. There's no video for this. That I can find immediately. It was zero zero at the time this happened. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find some more information that might help you out with this because, uh, I I don't know what to say about it other than uh, it's confusing. That's for sure. Yeah, I might just end up digging into this and then coming back at a later date. Uh, just because I don't want to sit here. All quiet, like. Um, hold on, I might have the inning for you. Um, give me one second. It was the top of the sixth. Bogarts Two outs fouled out to right field. Do you see anything? Yeah, it definitely wasn't seven feet. It was essentially right to first base. First base. That's so weird that it's coming up because this is a stack. Ca- it's not like I did math and fucked it up. Like this is coming straight from Statcast. So that's where they caught the out in foul territory, which is directly on first base. And what's weird? So there's there, there's two things I find weird about that. One, that Adam Jones caught it because yeah. he would have to come in significantly farther than I, I don't know Christian Walker would have to go out. And two, the fact they're keeping a track of it at seven feet. You know, because it's one thing if they were, like, keeping track of, like, I don't know, ball's distance after it left the infield or some shit, and you said it was seven feet into the outfield. Like, I can buy, I can buy that. It's weird as fuck you would do it that way, but I can buy it. But, I mean, we're looking at balls hit 427 feet, so it's clearly not the way they've been keeping track of it. So I'm going to go ahead and say StatCast just fucked it up. Yeah, I'm with you on that because... It makes no fucking sense otherwise. Otherwise, this isn't something that makes any sense at all. Corwin, this is the one time we get to say we're smarter than StatCast. Yeah, fuck you, StatCast. Uh, in case you're wondering, though, the next shortest is Carlos Santana at 140, 153 feet. Uh, 88 mile per hours, uh, 88 miles per hour off the bat. 67 degree launch angle. It is has an estimated batting average of .008. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I didn't know they had those numbers that low. It's funny because the second one, the one right after it, 159 feet from Tony Kemp, uh, 89.3 miles per hour off the bat, 66-degree launch angle, also .008 batting, uh, estimated batting average. Yeah, so there's uh, there's some really shitty, uh, shitty hits here. Baseball is too confusing for simple-minded people like myself. That's okay. We're all just, gonna, we're just figuring it out, you know? Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, anything else to say before we wrap it up? Um, anything big happened the past couple of days in the world of sports? Um, no, I feel like there was like one big thing that we missed. The trade. To, oh, Zach Greinke going to the Astros. Yeah. I feel like we may have talked about that. No, though. because it happened the night after. we Oh uh, yeah. So that was pretty big. 
Um, how do you feel about the Astros rotation right now? I don't want to talk about it. It makes me sad. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think that should sum it up right there. <laughs> All right, let me go top this week on sports subreddit. Oh, here it is, folks. The really legit stuff. Yeah, you know it. Man, nothing happens. Nothing. Yeah, it's kind of a quiet period, which is fair. Uh, football has been very. Uh, some the uh, Carolina's uh, center came out of retirement to play for the Jets. I forget his name. Ryan Khalil. Yeah, I like that. Uh, he's a good player. He was uh, the player I chose from the specific team that I don't exactly remember for the expansion draft. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't think anything big happened in hockey. I don't think anything big has been happening in basketball. And uh, the Zach Greinke trade is probably the biggest thing in baseball by far. Yeah. But yeah, if uh, if Houston doesn't turn this team into um, a team that can win for a sustained period of time, with how much they just destroyed their farm system, they are going to the they're going to go the way of the Red Sox if they don't uh, tighten yeah. it up. No kidding. Yeah. It's not pretty. Not pretty in Boston right now, which is fine by me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's, let's 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 just end it there. We can talk more another time. I'm cool with it. All right, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at Juicing Pod. If you want to hit us up on Gmail, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. And if you want to find the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers.website.com/website. And until Monday, y'all have a good one. Bye.